Welcome to Athletes to Entrepreneurs, the Alumni Journey. I'm Rob Finkelstein, founder and CEO of Alumni Direct. We've created a platform where athletes and other alumni can network and connect within their affinity groups. Uh, more importantly, though, this show, Athletes to Entrepreneurs, the Alumni Journey, is about uh, we interview former collegiate professional athletes and we talk about their journey in transitioning out of sports. And it's a major issue today, whether it's mental health, financial literacy, networking, connecting, just it, there's there's a need to help these athletes uh, do different things. And what we want to do is we want to truly teach and inspire athletes that there is life after sports. Uh, so we're so excited today to have Damon Lemby on. How you doing, Damon? Great, Rob. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome. I'm doing great. And so uh, Damon, this is going to be a great show. He's a former uh, baseball player, uh, had great success, high school American, played at Arizona State. And then ultimately, uh, when he was done playing, uh, got into uh, his company, Learn It, which we'll talk about. He's the, uh, the CEO of the company. And then we're going to talk a little bit about being an author, which every time I talk to people, like, you got to be an author, you got to write a book. So <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll go into that a, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You got to do it, Rob. Yeah, that, that's what I hear. I, somebody had hit me up with like, hey, just even if you do a chapter. Now, one thing I will say, though, my son is a, is a journalist. He's a, you know, he he does um, uh, manage, he's a managing editor, writer. So I said, if I'm ever going to write a book, he's my ghostwriter. <laughs> no, you should have him have him help. But it's uh, it's funny. I've had so many people come to me in the since I've written my book. And say I've always wanted to write a book. You know, I've—I mean, I'd say probably three out of ten people say that, and then they follow it up and say something to the effect of, you know, if you can do it, I could do it. And I, I don't know if that's a, a compliment or not, but um, I'll take it as a compliment. You know, and um, I think what they mean is, I got a pretty busy schedule and was able to get it in. And once it gets done, it's pretty rewarding. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. And uh, you'll, you'll tell us how we can find it uh, afterwards. So let's talk about um, playing sports growing up. How, how did that shape you? We'll say playing sports leading up to college. How did that shape your life? I would say I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area uh, in a town called Burlingame. And I was really fortunate. My dad played college baseball at Santa Clara University. He was a, a relief pitcher. But growing up, I was really fortunate to have a group of friends who are still kind of like my best friends since kindergarten. And whatever season it was, we played baseball, football, basketball, and life kind of revolved around the San Francisco sports teams, you know, uh, Joe Montana and the 49ers and, you know, the San Francisco giants and, and the, the golden state warriors. And so everything kind of revolved around sports growing up, uh, through high school, even. Yeah, no, it's uh, I was kind of the same way growing up in New Jersey, and uh, you know, Joe Montana broke my heart a couple of times as a Giants fan. But <laughs> yeah, he uh, Joe Montana, a whole another story. He was the corporate sponsor for our savings and loan, so I actually got an opportunity, uh, kind of be, get to know him really, really well over the years. And uh, I've met a lot of athletes, and I'd have to say he's uh, my idol and a genuinely great human being. Yeah, uh, that that that's good to know. It, it's a lot of times you talk to athletes, you're really not sure because some some of these it's hard because you're watching it as a fan on TV and you don't really know are they a good guy, not a good guy. So that that's good to know about Joe. So let's um let's you know we'll, we'll go into fast forward down to college. So one of the things that we talk about a lot, uh, and obviously the the athletes transition out of sports. When you were at Arizona State, uh, were there programs there? to kind of help um, the athletes, um, you know, with life after sports, as far as talking about, you know, some of the areas like financial literacy, mental health. 
Not to my knowledge. I mean, again, this was a long time ago. And when I was in college, I was really, you know, focused on baseball. And um, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware at the time. But I, with that being said, I have heard that um, Arizona State and uh, even U of A both have programs for, for they're pretty good for uh, student athletes now, but not, not that I'm aware of back then. And and I and that's a, I should have prefaced that because you're right. I mean, I think back then, like when I went to college too, I, I don't think it really existed. I think schools are doing a better job now, but I still like a, one of the, my podcast guests. He, he played football, and he talked about he really would have it would have been great if there was maybe like a even if it was a four week workshop or, or a semester that athletes had to be forced to take. And I guess you kind of hit it on the head too, though. Is I think as an athlete, and especially like yourself, an elite athlete. Um, you probably in a sense have tunnel vision and even if you had it put out there too, you might not necessarily utilize it. Right. And I, I mean, I would even take it a step back. I, I think that two things, two topics that should be taught in college more uh, even in high school and, and not even just for athletes, but everybody is financial literacy. You know, how do you keep track of your personal finances? And the other thing is sales. I think I think that there should be courses, and maybe there are now, maybe I'm outdated, but courses that just teach you how to do sales. Because in some aspect, everybody does sales to some degree. But um, no, I think that financial literacy and and other things like that would be critical for for athletes. Yeah, and and that's you know that's something that we're trying to do and put together you know, different types of resources to potentially go into these athletic departments. And from what I've heard too, and talking to you and some other folks at Arizona state is very progressive, which is great. I mean, and hopefully there's schools that become the models out there so that other schools start doing the same things to, to help make an impact here. Yeah, I think it would be, I've heard through my friends and this is not, not anything really to do with the uh, athletes in general, but, it, it, but overall the Arizona state has been a really progressive and, and forward thinking when it comes to education in in, the, in this 21st century. Yeah, and that that and that's awesome. I'm sure it's great to be associated as an alumni from that. So let's talk about, um, you know, kind of leads me to alumni connection. So I always ask, and again, this is a while back when you went to school, same thing for me, but um, was there much interaction and in, whether it's baseball or other sports where alumni were coming back, alumni athletes and working with, or the athletes talking whether it was mentoring or career services, not, not just coming back for like the baseball games, alumni games and stuff like that. Oh, I thought you were going to refer to the baseball games because uh, the opening story in my, my book is about Barry Bonds calling me over when I was on deck and giving me a read on the pitcher. Um, but outside of that, no, I don't, I don't recall any situation of, uh, of, you know, having, you know, ex athletes from ASU help mentor. I think it's a great idea. Great idea. And it, so are you seeing any of it like now today, do, do, um, um, do they reach out to you or do you know any other like, you know, former athletes that are, their schools are reaching out to them to kind of come back in that, that mode? No, I, I don't, I, I don't know of anything like that happening. I do see quite a few athletes that I know and former athletes I know who reach out to me on behalf of other athletes. So, so I feel like athletes are pretty good. Rob, of doing that directly where they're looking out for their, their, and it's not even necessarily just their own sport. You know, it's not always baseball players reaching out for baseball players, but it's like, Hey, there's this woman who played volleyball at Pepperdine. I really think you should talk to her. And I think she'd be great in this role or that role. And so, but um, I've seen more of that than from the school itself. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it's just, um, 
you know, I highly encourage, you know, when talking obviously alumni direct, but of alumni trying to tap back in. And, and I think you hear different stories. I had one, I talked to an agent and one of her, uh, one of her guys was a former NFL player and he wanted to go back to his school to, you know, kind of help the athletes out. And he was almost like shunned, uh, which is a shame, but I think part of it too, um, which has come across some of these different conversations, I guess it depends on also the culture within the athletic department and also the coaching staff. Cause it might be that when that athlete played, those coaches aren't there anymore. Cause, uh, and so with new coaches, maybe there's not that same thought process of bringing alumni back. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'd be curious as to why that the athlete would be shunned to come back and help in that capacity. I think things like that can only benefit everybody really. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why they would be shunned and, and, uh, I mean, I played quite a while ago. So uh, the coaches that, that I have are, are pretty much all retired or, or gone. So uh, it's a different group out there now. But now, now you know, now you're fired up to go back to Arizona State and, and uh, you know, talk to some of the football players and baseball players as alumni, right? Yeah, no, I, I'd love to. I mean, actually, uh, the I played for the uh, – I, I was fortunate. I played for – my, my uh, history is I actually started off at Pepperdine University and played for um, Andy Lopez, uh, who – is in the Hall of Fame and won a World Series at both uh, Arizona and um, Pepperdine. And then I also played for uh, Jim Brock, the legendary Jim Brock, uh, who died of uh, my final year. He was battling cancer. Um, but his, uh, his, his widow, Pat, was kind enough to, who I might still keep in touch with, uh, send my book along to uh, Willie Bloomquist, uh, who's the head coach at Arizona State, and she cc'd me on the email. So I thought that was very, very sweet of her to, to do that. Oh, absolutely! No, that that that's great. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, NIL. So name, image, likeness, uh, hot yep. topic today. And obviously, when you and I were in school, it didn't exist. I mean, I guess people joke around. I guess there was other forms of NIL, maybe a little, little sponsors or things to that nature. But putting that aside. Um, give me your thoughts, uh, both positive and negative. Well, I think it's great. You know, overall, I think there's a lot more positives than negatives. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for athletes to have to gain their own personal brand. Um, I know a lot of athletes as well who don't move on to, um, you know, a career after sports. Uh, it gives them an opportunity to earn some income. You know, I think the school's and everything are earning a ton of money, especially in sports like basketball or football. I, I think, and with that being said, so I think that's the positive. To me, I think the negative could be if the the brand that they're creating is, uh, you know, is not, you know, sports related. You know, if it's, it, it, you know, because I think it should be focused on the sports and, and not on their uh, life outside of sports. So I think that, that that could be a negative as far as the, the athletes, should focus on sports and, you know, the right type of brand, especially with so how social media is these days. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that did, um, I, and what's, I guess, related to that, what's your thoughts on like team chemistry? Do you think that's affecting athletes when you have some of these athletes that are enjoying that and then maybe other teammates, not so much? I think that's a great question. And, you know, honestly, I, I didn't even think about it. But it has to, right? I mean, if, if you're playing with somebody and you know they're making X thousands of dollars and 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 you're you know you're, you got nothing and it, it definitely adds probably to the conversation in the locker room. 
you know, I mean, like I said, we didn't have, we didn't have that back then. And, um, but yeah, I bet you there's some resentment and there's some inter uh, competitiveness that might, um, you know, cause some rift amongst the, the players. I think that's very interesting. Um, I think another positive is, and you and I discussed this, it's going to give some schools an opportunity to compete at a level that they haven't been able to compete before, you know, where uh, let's take uh, USF basketball, you know, they're a good team, but they may be able to through NIL recruit some great talent to come in. And that, I think that that can, you know, for a city like San Francisco, which is kind of going through a hard time right now, having a, having a fantastic basketball team, could drive people back into the city, uh, to a great city. So I think that that could add a lot of value. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I, I think, uh, you know, from a negative aspect, I mean, the, there's not a lot of negatives. I think it's just more, I think the biggest thing that people talk about is just more of a need for education. And, you know, we've kind of touched on that before, but just, I think understanding from a financial perspective, and, and this is the, you know, some of the athletes have said, yeah, I would have loved it, but, just making sure that they know, like if you've got a, a big payday coming, like there was one story I heard, which was kind of sad. There was a, uh, an athlete that uh, they did some type of NIL thing. And uh, let's say it was around 30 or $40,000 that they, they got out of the deal. Um, mm-hmm. The problem was because of that, it took their, their threshold, the income threshold at to a higher level to where the person, the athlete lost the scholarship. And then the athlete also, him and his friends, you know, blew the money, which is understandable because, again, you know, think, oh, wow, we got this money. Let's spend all this, this and this. And that's where, yeah, I guess some of the downfall is and where there needs to be that um, more help in the education side of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that right now and you know this better than I do, but uh, the NIL is kind of in its infant stages and it's and it's kind of the, the wild, wild west out there. And in the conversations I've had and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it different state by state, even what, yes. what's allowed and what's not allowed? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I We were talking about that this morning with a couple of people. I didn't realize that. I think I, I think at a college level, it might not be. Uh, no, I could be wrong, but I know for sure at a high school level, yeah, there's there's certain states where you can, other states you can't. And you, it's like you, the way the money comes out, it, it's got to be, you, if you're in the states where it's kind of illegal, then you just can't, it comes across a different way. So yeah, that that's something that they definitely have to look at as as well. I, I mean, thinking back about it, I guess I'm kind of you know not exactly sure if I think it's fantastic for high school level. Um, you know, I think that maybe that's too early on. But um, I was I was referring more when you asked me about the positive and negatives for college. Right. I think I think for high school, I think it's important to put you know some pretty hard constraints on it and and definitely some guidelines on what, what can and can't like the story you just said about somebody have a kid having 30, 40,000 bucks going out and spending it all losing his college education, not, uh, not losing his college education, but not being able to get a scholarship. Um, I think they probably have to tighten that up a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think so. So let's shift over. uh, Yeah. Something that we're, uh, at alumni direct that we're really working on is, is to making those connections. And I think it's so important for people to network and connect and, and even starting at that younger age, starting in high school and all that and, and different things. So talk a little bit about your thoughts on networking, connecting uh, as an athlete uh, while you're, you know, playing and even after that. 
I think networking and connecting is is really important, and it's a, it's a skill that I think uh, happens inherently to athletes when they're playing, uh, in the sense of uh, being an athlete. I think you connect with other athletes, and you kind of you know, there's kind of like a bond out there, right? Where you, you just, you can tell if I'm in a group of 10 people and seven of them are ex-athletes and three aren't, you can tell who are and who aren't. So I think, I think athletes know how to do that. Uh, now, when it comes to connecting and networking outside of their, their own community and whether it's the business world or, or whatever, um, I think there is a gap that needs to be, um, you know, kind of, kind of work on help close because, you know, I think that it's a tremendous opportunity for athletes to uh, evolve and develop those skills and then be able to help carry them on, um, you know, while they're playing sports, but also while they're, you know, when they're not, when they're done. Um, I think that that, that it, it's one thing to send your resume out uh, to get a job. It's another thing to, to, to get a warm introduction from somebody. Um, maybe, maybe you're somebody who went to University of Alabama and, um, you're looking to get a job somewhere and, and somebody else is like, Hey, this guy played basketball for Alabama, you know, something like that. Right. So I think that that opens a lot more doors through uh, networking. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and I think that, I guess the challenge is, is, uh, you know, I was talking to one agent and uh, he said that the best time to network and connect is when you are still playing. Cause what, what, what he's seen is that a lot of players, they're just so focused on their game, which is understandable but they're not taking the time to, to, to do that, to network and connect. And then all of a sudden when they're done, they're like, okay, they're just expecting that they're just going to drop into maybe these big jobs and all that realizing that, no, I mean, unless you're that star athlete that people recognize, probably not so much the case that you'll be in those positions. So it, it it's critical for them to do that. I, you know, I think you hit on a good point when you're, when you're an athlete and you're, you're in college or you're in the, in the midst of a professional career, you may not be thinking that far ahead. You know, you may, you know, you're, you're, you're focused on your task at hand, which is, you know, being as competitive and as great as you can be in, in what you're doing. And maybe that you won't need that. And you may also be like, you just said naive to the fact that, you know, you're, you're the it person right now, but you know, when you're 15 minutes or whatever it is of fame is over with, um, it, it's, it's, it's important to have those connections moving into the next phase of your life. So, yeah, I think that that's probably an area that's, you know, well underserved as far as what athletes should be doing. Yeah. And, and hopefully, and that's, you know, kind of like what we're trying to do, you know, with, with this podcast, the show is to, to give them tips and, and hopefully inspire them to start doing these type of things and just make, make more of an awareness about the importance of it. And hopefully that will have that positive impact on them. Let me ask you this question. What do you think uh, alumni direct can do to help under, uh, athletes understand that they should make it more, have more of a sense of urgency to do it now instead of waiting till after their, their career's over with. I, I think it just comes down to uh, like, I keep saying with like the, from the education perspective and, you know, those are some of the things we're trying to implement uh, within the site itself. And then just even parallel to it is to develop these programs with, with resources uh, where we come in and, and we talk to the athletes and talk about the importance of this. And I think, um, having other athletes that have gone through in a positive 
um, understanding, I think would help as well. So, you know, we talk, always talk about going into an athletic department, you know, someone like yourself, we're going into like say in Arizona state where, you know, you're, you're an alumni athlete that had success there. And for other athletes to kind of look up to what you're doing, not just baseball players, but all across, and then having people, um, you know, obviously it's something you're good at, something that, that, you know, it comes naturally to me, but helping them out there. I mean, that's what we're looking to do. I think it's important to, to teach and, and if they see it, and just open up their their mind to it. I think uh, it will it will do well. No, I I think you're right. I think it I think it's 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 critical. It's important to have all the resources and the site and everything available for them to go to it. It's also great for them to hear from athletes. I believe positive and negative. You know, athletes who uh, could come in and, and say, "Hey, you know, you may not think you need it. I'm in your position too." I didn't need it at the time, but man, if I could go back to where you're at now, I would start doing this and and here's, you know, and give them kind of a launching pad of where they can do it. You know, maybe even say, maybe these athletes like my, well, like myself or others who could come in and say, let's get some practice of it. Let me introduce you to a couple of individuals. Uh, you know, and so give them the first step into learning how to network and start setting up those relationships for the future, I think would be helpful. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I think that that would be great. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, more and more programs can be developed that way. And, and we hope to be kind of on the, the cutting edge of that. Uh, so let's talk about uh, transitioning out of sports. So, yeah, the main topic of the show, and I think um, even what you just said, there, there's there's a roadmap and there's been a lot of people uh, that have had different stories. I mean, some get hurt in college. Some have the wherewithal to kind of think about other things once they're done, but then there's other ones that are so zoned in that they don't. So yeah, give some of your advice on like in your case, what happened in your transition and then some advice to other athletes. Sure. Well, my story starts with, I, uh, I actually started off at Pepperdine university. I got a full ride there after I uh, decided not to make the journey playing minor leagues. Uh, my first year at Pepperdine, I, I got hurt. Um, and I left, they ended up winning the world series. So I was like, oh, that's great. You know? And then, uh, at, back, at the time we didn't have the, the portal or whatever. So I, I had to go to a junior college, um, college of San Mateo. Uh, and I got to play for a guy named John Nochi. He was a phenomenal hall of fame baseball coach. Then I ended up at, um, Arizona state. I had a uh, great couple of years there. I was, I think I was uh, number two in the league and hitting and all my eggs at this time were for baseball. Right. You know, it's like, okay, not even, you know, not really planning on anything else. I, I figured that I had an opportunity to play in the minor leagues. I did realize that getting to the big leagues was tough, but I'm like, hey, I can figure that out later. You know, I'm going to just focus, you know, put all my energy on this. So I, I played, I had a really good year. My junior year, I uh, figured I was, you know, I was waiting for that call. Remember, this is, you know, 90, 1995. So it was, you know, no internet really. And uh, 94. And so, I just unfortunately didn't get drafted. I was kind of bummed out. Came back my senior year, had a good solid year, uh, was ready to make, to get drafted. I would have taken being drafted in any round and play. Didn't, the call never came. I was pretty, pretty bummed, you know, really depressed. And, but I said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go the independent route. Um, I want to get, I want to, you know, start my, my, the rest of my life, the next phase. I'm really fortunate that uh that i came from a family that uh had several uh businesses and uh, a large real estate firm hotels all this stuff and um but i wasn't sure that i had any transferable skills you know i and and i was you know nervous but um my dad was starting this new 
computer training company called Learn It. Uh, it was very small. And I just took a job there. I asked for a job there as a receptionist. I wanted to start, you know, at the, at the ground floor and um, just kind of went in there really humble and, and wanted to prove to everybody there that, you know, it wasn't just my dad giving me a job, you know, at the head. And I worked my way up. I think to, to the date, I still answered more phones than anybody else. And um, taught classes, did, did sales, you know, you know kind of got out of my comfort zone, did all that. And, you know, here we are, fast forward 28 years, I've, uh, I've, I'm, I've been the CEO for 20 plus years of this corporate training company, never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be in education, you know, and learning. And, um, and so, yeah, and so I kind of share that in the book I wrote, The Learn It All Leader, where I just kind of share my personal stories and, uh, and how I developed my leadership. And it's really, I've always been there to help athletes. You know, if you look at my team right now, I would say 20%, well, I know 20% of our team members are ex-Division One athletes um, in all sports. Baseball, I got a bunch of swimmers. And again, the swimmers aren't from the same school. It's just networking through their friends. Like, hey, this person would be great. Uh, one was an Olympian for, for a year before he went back to doing swimming stuff. You know, th this person would be great and fit, fit in really well with the culture that you have here. And so the reason why, you know, I decided I wanted to get involved with, with helping athletes even more on a larger scale was because I really believe that athletes uh, have the ability to be super successful in the business world if they're able to, you know, network. But it all kind of starts with them believing in themselves, you know, believing that the skills that they have, which I can tell you they are, if I could do it, they could do it, you know? And so that's kind of like what I'm passionate about. And, and that's, and that's great. And I think um, you hit it with the skill set. I mean, everybody talks about the DNA and the skill set of an athlete and a lot of organizations you're attesting to look for that. And uh, yeah. we on a recent podcast and I bring this up a lot, but there's one guy, he played football uh, in college and when he got out, he got in the business world and ultimately was a CEO uh, for several different large companies. And he talks about that. He said, just realize, don't cut, sell yourself short as an athlete, you know, everything, the, the leadership skills, the team building, the, the, the preparation, practice, hard work, everything goes into play to what, what you're saying there. Send me afterwards the, uh, the link. I want to listen to the, to that episode. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I, I mean, to, I mean, to piggyback on that, I mean, if you look at my company, Learn It, uh, we we you know we're a B two B corporate training company, and we we do skill training. You know, I mean, so it's it, and it's all about skill skills. And and in this day and age, you know, with everybody talking about AI and ChatGPT, you know, it's I mean, like what skills are needed. And I think athletes have those innate skills. And those to me, those skills are you know just to kind of piggyback on what you said. Number one though is learning agility. I think athletes know how to learn. You know, I mean, the, the stickiness of learning. The other thing that you don't see, you know, holistically is that athletes understand the importance of hard work. You know, they know what work means. And so I, I know I'm preaching to the, to the choir with you and, and, and probably this audience, but I, I think it's important for athletes to understand that they have all those skills, you know, from teamwork to, you know, resilience and, and even courage. You know, I mean, when you're playing baseball, you fail seven out of 10 times and you're a superstar. You know, it's, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's just it, it, taking that and realizing that you have those skills and then moving it into the, to the business world. Look, you can't teach that stuff, but what you can teach is 
how to make a sales call or how to be, you know, how to be an accountant. You could teach, you could teach those technical skills. You can't teach a lot of the discipline and everything else that we, that guys like me and women like me learned through our sports career. So that that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's awesome advice there. Uh, so let's talk about now, you know, talk a little more about some of the things that you're doing at, at Learn It and, and how you're uh, helping people out in the education space. Sure. So Learn It, what we are is we're a corporate training company and companies turn to us when they are, let's say, for instance, they have first time managers or new managers who are struggling to moving into this new role. So we help equip them with the skills that they'll need to be successful. Companies also come to us if their employees are frustrated and let's say that they have their quarterly uh, pulse survey and it's like, hey, we don't have enough growth opportunities or, you know, and there's high attrition at companies. So we come in and help them build a culture of learning uh, and, you know, to help develop and, and set career growth for their team members. And we do this through virtual instructor led training, you know, so it's typically it's typically set up through different business units or HR and, you know, and so. Yeah, we've been doing it for a long time, and I'm more than anything, I'm just really proud of the team I've been able to build over these years and 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 partner with these customers. That I've really been able to see, you know, how their organizations and cultures work, and uh, it's been great. Yeah, no, it sounds like. I mean, are there any particular industries that you uh, kind of um, resonate to? Well, w- we try to be pretty industry agnostic. But I would say that the ones we typically work with the most are pharmaceutical companies, retail, um, healthcare, and 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 banking. You know, those are those are. But I'd also like to say that there are several uh, sports teams, including the Atlanta Braves, the San Francisco Giants, you know, um, Golden State Warriors that we work with and, and not, we don't, you know, we're not working with the players or Steve Kerr, but the, the teams, the, the, the teams internally, like the customer support team and, and the sales team, and, you know, we're helping them build their skills. Uh, and that's been fun too. It's kind of, I, I think one of my, a uh, very short version of the story is, but one of my, um, around our Learn It's 20 year anniversary, everybody was coming into town and the day before we were doing a leadership training for all the managers of the Giants, San Francisco Giants, Rob, in the locker room, That's you know, right. <laughs> in, in the locker room. And so the 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 woman who was delivering it, you know, we'd go out once a month to, to do it. She uh, she brought me in. It was the final session. And as I walked through the, I mean, it's just surreal. It's like I, I wanted to be a baseball player. And here I am doing it through education. And as I'm walking into the locker room uh, to begin the training, the, the president of the Giants, Larry Bear, stops me at the door and says, hey, I've heard a lot about Learn It and how you've helped my team. I really appreciate it. You want to sit at my table for this training. You know, so it's like it's cool. so crazy how everything turns out. Yeah, you know, it's, it's and, funny. And killed it. I, I, was, I was thinking about the, uh, the other day is, uh, you know, you talk about a lot of these athletes that, you know, they might have stopped at college and then they've gone to successful careers like yourself. And I think back to Field of Dreams and you think back to the, the, the kid that was the, uh, the ultimate became the doctor. And it's yeah. like yeah. you find your purpose in life. And, you know, even as a professional athlete, a lot of it doesn't last long unless you're just really, you know, some of the few that are fortunate enough to play long. So that that's great. Um, yeah. let, let's kind of finish up on um, talk a little bit about your book. And then after that, you'll kind of uh, tell people where they can find you. And, and even though 
uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but uh, just you kind of go ahead and do that. Sure. I mean, you can find easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn at Damon Lemby, L-E-M-B-I. I'm sure you'll get it in show notes. And my book is The Learn It All Leader, and you can find it on Amazon. And as I mentioned before, it's kind of, you know, I mean, it, it's just my personal journey on um, what I've learned from these three Hall of Fame baseball coaches I played for that I that, and also my father who um, passed away in, in 2010. Um, you know, I, I learned from them. And I, I molded my own um, uh, leadership style and I got a bunch of stories in there every, from uh, Barry Bonds to Axel Rose and, and different leadership lessons and yeah. And then my business is learnit.com. And if you're listening to the show and you want a free class, just send me a message on, um, on my uh, LinkedIn and I'll give you, you know, you can free, uh, learn it, uh, anything from, if you want to learn how to use Excel to, uh, one, one class, you know, Excel to maybe how to get an introduction to leadership or anything or, or for a friend, just let me know. That sounds great. Go to learn it, everybody. Go to learn it or go to Damon at uh, LinkedIn and, you know, send me a message and I'll, and I'll connect you for a free class. Yeah. Now, now the one question I asked too with the book, is it on audible or no? Well, I mean, that's, that's an interesting, that's, you know, what's so interesting about that. So I went and I recorded, I recorded the whole thing um, and I got the, um, the files yesterday and I'm going to listen to them. And if, if, you know, again, I got out of my comfort zone, did it. And if I think it's good, um, then good enough. I'll do it. But I'm proud of myself for doing it because I got two little ones, Wally, and who's two, who, by the way, I wanted to say is most likely going to be a big league third baseman if he chooses to, you know, in, in 20, 20 years. And then my daughter, Lucy, who's wonderful. And um, they, they got a kick out of listening to it last night. So I don't know, Rob, maybe I'll send it to you and you can give me your honest opinion and see what I, you think. I, I would love to. I mean, I, you know, I, I hope to, yeah, I try to get my kids to watch uh, my podcast or my my grandson. So <laughs> same thing. But uh, you can find us on alumnidirect.com. Uh, you know, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and follow the show. I think there's so much great content and you'll just find each each show that just great things that these uh, athletes are sharing. And we really want to make that positive impact. And you can find us on YouTube as well as all the podcast networks. But uh, this has been great, Damon. I really appreciate the time today. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. You're doing a good thing. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.